Coming up on Transformers University, we've got another comics episode as we head back to the UK to cover the Marvel UK Transformers Annual 1987, right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 101 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner-operator, madman, behind TFU.info, the website, the Toy Archive, this podcast, TFU News and Views podcast, and oh so much more. And I really hope you enjoyed episode 100. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, please, please do feel free to go back, listen to that episode and the 100 episodes prior to that um you know the return of optimus prime just to put a button on the last episode it's pretty much the last major event we've got one more coming in a couple episodes uh for g1 transformers in the public eye in the mainstream in the things people remember from uh their childhood and then it gets a bit more esoteric for a while so if you're here for the major moments, if you, you know, love Transformers the movie, maybe love a few episodes of the original cartoon, remember the return of Optimus Prime, uh, I really do hope you stick around as we dig into some of the weirder, more obscure bits of Transformers lore as we continue our way through history. And this is episode is really no exception. I actually squeezed this one into episode 101. Uh, after we finished our last Marvel UK episode, which I think was episode 98, because that series of Marvel UK comics uh, ended on a cliffhanger that is concluded here in the Marvel UK annual 1987, which is what we'll be covering in episode 101 of Transformers University. Now, this book features a cover by Robin Smith. Uh, it's Ultra Magnus and Galvatron fighting on the cover. And then right inside is a spread of Ultra Magnus fighting Galvatron head to head. And this is a gorgeous piece of art from Jeff Anderson. There's also a This Book Belongs to page within the interior uh, featuring some hunger box art. And the first story we read in the annual is a comic by Simon Furman with art by Will Simpson and inks by Dave Elliott called What's in a Name? Now, speaking of names, who is Dave Elliott? Elliott. Because we haven't heard of him before. Well, Dave Elliott is a, a, a comics inker. He would go on to co-found a company called Atomica Press, A-T-O-M-E-K-A. Uh, and he was a long time, still is, uh, a long time working comics professional uh, mostly working with indie comics companies. Now, this story uh, is a pretty neat one here. It is uh, told from the perspective of the Dinobot Swoop, and Swoop tells a story of his days on Cybertron back when his name was Dive Bomb. Now, this is uh, a neat take on what was earlier uh, kind of a mistake, right? So, Swoop's name was meant to be Dive Bomb. That's how it was initially showed up in some of the uh, behind-the-scenes paperwork from Hasbro. 
Now, this all stems from a storyline called Icarus Theory, which appeared in Transformers UK Comics uh, number 45 and 46, something we covered back in Transformers University episode number 47. Now, in Icarus Theory, Swoop was referred to as Dive Bomb, and in this story, we head back to Cybertron, and we see Swoop in his Cybertronian mode, uh, where he loses a battle with a Decepticon who then because he defeated Swoop, stole his name. That would be the Predacon Dive Bomb, who we also see in his Cybertronian mode uh, as Swoop goes out looking for him and uh, finds him, hoping to fight him to get his name back. They fight and Swoop loses again and would be killed if it wasn't for Optimus Prime. Now, throughout this series, Swoop has had a bit of disdain for Optimus Prime. He doesn't really like him. Uh, but in this story, uh, swoop went kind of, kind of went AWOL. He kind of went, uh, out looking for dive bomb, uh, without permission and, and in abandonment of his post in a lot of ways. And prime didn't file a report on swoop, didn't tell on him. And we find out that swoop is ashamed by his defeat, but still plans on getting revenge on dive bomb. And that is the story of what's in a name. It's a neat little bit of flavor, the kinds of things you would find in these annuals. Now, the next item we have in this annual is a text story, first of three in this annual, actually, called Headmaster's Saga Part 1. Now, we haven't really covered the Headmaster's Origins, uh, the Marvel Comics Limited series, um, the Japanese cartoon of the same name just yet, but all of that stuff is what's coming up as we cover 1987 in Transformers University. This Part 1 is called Doomsday for Nebulos, and that is the planet Nebulos that we will eventually come to see and has been mentioned on the toy packaging. Uh, there's no credits given for the art or for the writing on this story, but Ian Rimmer, the editor of the Marvel UK's run of Transformers at this time, uh, would claim the writing credits in a trade paperback in 2013. So this story here is very much um, an interesting retelling of the first two parts of the Marvel miniseries. Uh, a little different because it's told from Lord Zarak's perspective. Now, Zarak is one of the Nebulans who eventually would team up with Scorponok to become his head. He's kind of like a, a power-hungry politician type. And uh, we'll cover all that soon. Uh, but it tells of Fortress Maximus and his crew coming to Nebulos. Zarak contacting the Decepticons and the Decepticons attacking the city where the Autobots are. We would find out that uh, Galen, who is um, Fortress Maximus's head partner from Nebulos, isn't actually called Galen in this story. He's referred to as Kord, K-O-R-D. Uh, this would later be reconciled uh, years, years later, uh, where we find out his full name was Galen Kord. So without getting into too many spoilers about this story, um, because we will be covering it later on. It is it is a neat perspective on that limited series, and we'll find that with the next two parts as well. But we go back to a comic from here, and it is called Vicious Circle, and it is written by Simon Furman with art by Jeff Anderson and inks by Dave Harwood. Now, it's the first time we would see 
Dave Harwood. He uh, would be an anchor for Transformers UK as well as Action Force, the uh, UK equivalent of G.I. Joe, plus 2000 AD. Um, and, and he actually inked uh, 2080's annual in 1980, which featured Alan Moore's first 2000 AD story called A Holiday in Hell. As you know, Alan Moore, famed comic writer, wrote uh, the original Watchmen, among many other things. And this story picks up at the end of the Fire on High story from issue 120, which we covered back in episode 98. Now, in that story, we are led to believe that Ultra Magnus died uh, falling into the volcano atop of Mount Verona. But we find out that Ultra Magnus didn't die. Uh, he held on to the edge just beneath the, the rim of the volcano, and that's where Goldbug finds him and recaps what happened about uh, everyone disappearing and, and you know, as they tried to defeat Galvatron and Galvatron being the only thing left other than Goldbug. We also see Goldbug here. He is uh, colored with a U slightly differently. Uh, he's more like his toy. He's got a blue face, which is something we don't normally see in the comics. Now, Ultra Magnus, he's tired of fighting Galvatron. He knows he can't win. You can't win! And in this conversation with Goldbug, Goldbug uh, just isn't having it. He's going to go fight Galvatron on his own. And he takes on Galvatron and gets his butt kicked, pretty much. Uh, he's about to lose when Ultra Magnus arrives. Galvatron overpowers Ultra Magnus. But the energy siphon atop of Mount Verona is getting damaged in the, the battle and it's about to explode. Ultra Magnus orders Goldbug to get out and the siphon explodes with Galvatron and Ultra Magnus inside. Goldbug finds no sign of either and walks away from Mount Verona. The end. And now that takes us to the next part of the Headmaster's Saga text story. Headmaster's Saga Part 2. Styler's story and i really like this one uh this one recaps the events of the limited series part two which we'll get to in a future episode but as told by stylor the eventual headmaster head and nebulan partner of chrome dome now uh he details the process of binary bonding with the autobots uh we find out that in this version uh gort the headmaster for highbrow is called grot and we learn a little bit about the interaction between uh, Nebulans, uh, between them, them themselves. Uh, Duros is a bit of a military type. He calls Stylor a, uh, quote, a prancing dandy. Uh, we find out that Grot is young. And Arcana is old, but tries to be fashionable. And even has a very strange hairstyle in that he is bald on top, but long hair in the back. Yes, Arcana has a skullet. Stylor goes on to tell about the first team up between the Autobots and the Nebulans. And this is just a fantastic story told from a perspective we don't normally or even occasionally see. This story alone makes the, the annual worth checking out. Uh, again, I won't go too much into the details of that story, but it's just kind of cool to kind of get um, a bit of the background of the alien world. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. 
let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running Transforming Toy Archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. Now, after this, we get uh, some profiles on the uh, four main Autobot headmasters, Brainstorm, Hardhead, Chrome Dome, and Highbrow, uh, before we get to another uh, comic story. And this one, again, uh, uncredited, but we would later find out uh, it was written by Ian Rimmer with art by Will Simpson, and it is called Arc Duty. Now, in the far-flung future of 2003, yes, that's right, the future of 18 years ago, Ultra Magnus unveils his plans for Autobot City uh, to his fellow Autobots and uh, because it is time for them to move out of the Ark. Uh, the United States government, they'll allow it, and they're offering up materials, but the Autobots must go and pick them up. So, Ultra Magnus needs to start a convoy. Convoy. Yes, a convoy. Convoy. Everyone except Blur and Hot Rod are included. They're left to guard the base. And Cup is left to deliver the plans for Autobot City to the U.S. government. All the while, Ravage is spying and he calls in the Stunticons to attack Cup on his journey to drop off the paperwork. Hot Rod sees this on a surveillance screen and goes to help Cup, but Cup is defeated and loses the tape. That's the document. It's a videotape of uh, the Autobot City plans. Hot Rod chases down the Stunticons and fights them and loses. And yet we find out that this whole thing is a ruse. I don't appreciate your ruse, man. Because the plans are fake. Hey, you're not allowed to rent here anymore. Yeah! Ultra Magnus's plan was so the Decepticons would get a fake set of plans and spend all their time developing countermeasures for a city that wasn't actually being built and that the Autobots would be free to build the city that they actually planned on building and be two or three or four steps ahead of the Decepticons. I don't know how good the logic is on this, but that was the plan. Okay, Optimus, what's the plan? All right, now let's talk the final text story in this series, The Headmaster Saga Part 3, The Final Conflict. Now this is told from Fortress Maximus's perspective uh, about a conflict ongoing on Nebulos. The Autobots had developed Headmasters. The Decepticons developed Headmasters. The Autobots developed Target Masters. The Target Masters are then developed by the Decepticons. And then we find out here that the Target Masters aren't actually like the headmasters in that their human bodies roboticized. Uh, according to this story, 
Target Masters are cloned from the Nebulans' minds. So the Nebulans that are the Target Master partners, I guess still live is flesh and blood somewhere else, but their robot bodies have clones of their brains. Uh, it, it's it's a little bit ambiguous, but uh, it's an interesting take on what the Target Master process might be. Now, Fortress Maximus, he is tired of this arms race. And speaking of this, you know, Transformers as a uh, metaphor for the times that they're in, right? So the early stages of Transformers, the, you know, Cybertron's lack of energy, the uh, battle for resources. This is really born out of the early 80s, the gas shortage in the United States and 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 bits of the Cold War. And and this continues the to the, the draw a bit of the Cold War parallel, right? We have the arms race, just much like the United States and Soviet Union were having a nuclear arms race back in the 1980s. We also get a weird twist in this story, just like we have a strange twist on the Target Masters. We have a strange twist on the Headmasters. Uh, the Autobots all have their original heads, and they have the option to swap it out with their Nebulan partner. In fact, Fortress Maximus is drawn in a scene here with Cerebros's normal head. So not Cerebros as Fortress Maximus's head, but Cerebros's head on Fortress Maximus. Now, Fort, Fort Max and his team uh, are using a computer and they have found uh, on their astronomy computer, Earth, uh, and figured that's where the Autobots and Decepticons who had left their planet ended up. And Fortress Maximus debates leaving Nebulos. As he does this, the Decepticons arrive, but not to fight. Scorponok, in fact, arrives standing on Ape Face and Snapdragon in their jet mode. So he's kind of flying roller skates uh, <laughs> on them in uh, this weird like surfboard kind of thing, I guess, uh, as he lands. And Scorponok offers a deal. He will uh, duel with Fortress Maximus and the loser will have to leave the planet. See, this is very, very similar to something we've seen earlier in Transformers. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but there was an episode in G1 uh, that we've covered where a Megatron and Optimus have had a very similar battle. Uh, the loser would have to surrender and they would have to leave the planet. And as Fortress Maximus accepts, the battle starts right now oh yeah that episode was called uh heavy metal war yeah! fortress maximus and scorponok fight eventually fortress maximus gets the upper hand and we find out the decepticons were stealing some fuel conversion technology from the autobots in order to head to earth themselves because they were spying on the autobots along from here, the Decepticons flee. Scorponok does not honor his end of the bargain with the duel, and they leave Nebulos. The Autobots know what they need to do next, and that is head to Earth, even though they don't really want to. And that is the end. Now, this story is very uh, different from the ending that is put forth in the Headmasters Limited Series Part 4. Um it could be because this book was published in August of 1987, whereas Headmasters number four was published in September of 1987 in the United States. Now, 
if Marvel UK was a bit behind, it's not like you could just email scripts back and forth and get them relatively instantly uh, in the day. That means that Ian Rimmer was kind of forced to come up with an ending on his own. So here you have an alternate ending to the original Marvel US Headmaster limited series, which also wasn't published yet (laughs) in the UK. Now, the book ends with uh, a couple more profiles, this time of the three large Decepticon headmasters, Mindwipe, Weirdwolf, and Skullcruncher. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. And there you have it. That is Marvel UK Annual 1987. A lot of unique, unique takes on the headmasters in this, plus the conclusion to Fire on High. So once again, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I hope you've been enjoying the show. I know the updates haven't been as often as I would like. Uh, hopefully these episodes are going to get a little easier to produce. We've got one more big event in 1987 coming up in just a few episodes. But before we do, we have to do episode 102. What is episode 102? Well, something we haven't done in a while. Episode 102 next time on Transformers University is... Meet the cast of season four. So we will talk about G1 season four. We will talk about the cast members you will meet coming up as we approach the final season of Transformers G1 in the United States and in the western part of planet Earth. And of course, we will continue beyond that. We will go back to Japan. We will go back to the UK. Uh, we have so much more to talk about in 1987 so it's gonna get gonna get weird it's gonna get strange but it's gonna stay fun so with that i invite you to come back next time and every time to transformers university i am your host anthony Lucali, owner operator madman tfu.info until next time see you